Hello and welcome to Aiden Podcast episode. I I've completely lost track. I'm assuming it's eleven. It's kind of confused me now that we've like lost access to this episode. Uh, this is actually a re-recording because we had originally had Alexa on the show, but uh, some files went missing, things got kind of messed up, and so we are back again. And so this is a retake. We hope that it'll be as good as the first one because we lost some good material there, but that is okay. Anyway, uh, as already stated, we have Alexa on the show today. Alexa, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. I'm from Mexico, and I'm depressed. I'm joking, I'm joking. I, 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 can, I can say that I'm a, I'm a Otaku the Club anime. I love writing. That's how I, how I know these two beautiful people here. And yeah, that's mostly what like, defines me, I think. Uh, yeah. So funny, you know, when we messaged each other and you said, okay, okay, on the next podcast, I will be less depressed. And then you are like, I'm Alexa and I'm depressed. I love that so much. <laughs> I tried. But Craig remind me of my depression. Sorry, Craig. Mostly TikTok triggered me, man. I just, that's been my life right now. Sheldon. I hear a sound and I'm like, I know exactly what video you're watching. Why I know all the TikToks? I know way too many of them right now. I've been seeing an insane amount of crab violence on my For You page. I do not know why. Um, it's just, it's constant. It's just, it's some stupid SpongeBob noise of Mr. Krabs and then it's a bunch of crabs getting brutally murdered. And I, it, it won't stop. And I do not know why that is on there. But whatever, is anybody else having that issue? Have not have that issue. I think that's, uh, yeah, I don't know what you were looking or what you were like finding. Because my my issue is that I found a lot of like, uh, kind of like, you know, your drawings there a little bit, you know. Hentai, and I'm like really into it. Like I have no problem for that. But sometimes I'm like, what if my mom is like walking behind me, and I'm like, hey, Bob, look at this man's boobs. I think it's gonna <laughs> cause a <it> problem. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? That stuff's beautiful. I've been getting a lot of like uh, ebook recommendations for like smut fix. There's this one called Ice Planet Barbarians or something. It's a good book. It's a good book. There's like 22 of them. But I bought it. It's pretty good. Oh, man. I, uh, I, need, so sm- I need new smooth in my life. I think I want to take that recommendation. It's pretty good. I mean, he's like seven feet tall. He's like, he kind of looks like the blue people from Avatar. He eats her out a lot, so like we love a generous man. So it's a good book. It's a good <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know how we will do it right now without social media. Like I, I don't want to say Facebook because I actually don't care anymore about Facebook. But without Twitter, I will be like dead. I swear to God. Like I get there my my joy. I get there my fan fiction. I get there my uh, manga recommendation, I get there all my news. Like, 
I get there every day. Like I don't know what I would do without without it. Even art tips, all my art tips, I get it from Twitter. Yeah, because you you can paint and you can um, draw and you you can do uh, games and animation and of course screenwriting in any kind of form and format. Um, so you can do a lot of stuff. But how much does Twitter and social media and all that stuff help you? You know, like inspiration or like tips and stuff. Like, how do you feel about that for your art and stuff? That is something that uh, for everyone who who doesn't know this, uh, I'm I'm 26, so uh, and I'm from Mexico, so I kind of like have to live two generations where for me it was common in my adolescence to have YouTube, but it, it became super common to use YouTube as a medium to actually, uh, what would be the world, to teach yourself until I was in university. And I think mm-hmm. always, having social media and having YouTube and having all these um, mediums that it gets you closer, to uh, experts because the thing is that there's people who are really good at what they do in this social media and they give you tips so it it, it can save you a lot of problems like a lot of uh, like I will say like I learned uh, illustrator by myself I learned uh, watercolors by myself and then I found like people who actually uh, learn it for like classes and they are teaching you the correct way to do it and then you realize oh I've been doing it not necessarily wrong but in a harder way my whole life and I think it's something that uh, it's so good about this uh, new technology even right now like that we are seeing like we are in two different countries uh, three different countries and we are connected but at the same time we can have the same connection to people like uh, teaching connection, like of people around the world. Like you want to learn something from someone who speaks, uh, in my case, I sometimes I speak Japanese or Korean. I like you don't like YouTube allows you to put subtitles and you can learn these new things. And if for a really cheap price, it's it's it's, it's, it's amazing. Like I, I really enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I I follow every every artist that I love. I follow every person that I admire and I wait for the tips and sometimes they work and sometimes and sometimes I they don't work but they but now I know what they do and they and sometimes they inspire me like it doesn't have to be like in this work that I'm writing right now it will be like it's uh, it's gonna be completely helpful yeah like sorry like uh like uh helpful but I don't know, like I think sometimes it gets you in your mind and it's like, oh, you're, uh, like months later, you are like, oh, I remember that I read something like this and you like mm-hmm. can use it later. And I, and I think that is the magic of the internet right now. Like I see like this new generation being so creative with TikTok, being so creative with Twitter, so creative even for storytelling and and for so many uh, social media and ways to enjoy it, like the new ways to storytelling. And, and, and it really amazed me like it, it makes me feel old but at the same time it makes me feel like uh like a passionate about it like yeah like this youth generation grow up with all these 
uh, new arts and access to art and the, the things that are going to make when they are old are going to be so amazing. That it's going to be a lot of pressure for the, like, the old ones like me to keep up that good, you know, keep up that way. But I, I, I'm excited. Like, you, you know, you always learn for your peers. doesn't matter how old they are. And they, they're going to be your peers. Even they're 18, you know, like JP, I know you had it in your podcast. Or they're going to be, like, older. You always have something to learn from everyone. That's totally right. Uh, YouTube is my favorite for tips. And I have watched so many YouTube videos about screenwriting and other stuff, even, you know, like normal stuff. And I was, you know, looking or deciding what kind of films I want to study or not, you know, like all the recommendations. Savannah, what do you think? Um, What I use, I use mostly um, TikTok or Pinterest are two of my big ones. Um, YouTube occasionally, but sometimes I just don't have the attention span to sit down for 25 minutes and watch a video. Like, I'd rather somebody break it down for me, but that's just because that's just who I am as a person. But as for, like, the whole learning aspect of it, and sorry if I am straying from your guys' topic a bit. I don't know if you noticed, but halfway between that conversation, I was out of the chat for a little bit because my internet decided to turn off, so I... I'm trying to pick yeah. up on what you guys were talking about, but um, we're talking about learning things and where and like the benefit of all that. And with social media, I think about it a lot. How wonderful it is that things like Google and YouTube and Pinterest and all of that just exist right now because it makes it so easy to learn whatever you want to learn and follow who you want to follow and everything like that. But of course, it comes with its cons. We all know the social media cons, all that shit. But other than that, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I completely got off track there. I forget what I was about to say, but I'm hoping you're picking up the gist of it. Yeah, and I one thing that you talk about the cons, it it's something that I like. I've been thinking about like about uh, I I like writing, but. What I'm really passionate about is about learning always new ways to express my storytelling. And the thing is that I think it, that's the reason I follow a lot of artists. And I think right now we got this like commodification, I think that's the word in English, of art. Like right now we expect people to always put art all the time. Like they always produce things, or if, if they know they're gonna get forgotten by this, the 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 social media, or the oh uh, you know like for uh, if you don't produce enough TikToks for hot likes, you're not gonna get to the for you page. Uh, if you don't get it off like uh, Instagram posts with likes, you're not gonna get uh followers. So even if it's good, because I think it gets people attention and it gets uh, like a lot of life authorization i also think it's kind of have to be really stressful at least i can say that for me when i was trying to go in that direction that was like i gotta try to post every day it became stressful to mm-hmm. just think about how many hours do you have to write how many hours do you have to like uh draw how many hours do you have to produce anything if you want to keep you in the top of mind and 
and I think also like kind of makes you uh, because I think arts before uh, before the internet it was uh, kind of like how can I say it it was not accessible for everyone like everyone could do it but it was something that it was more expensive but right now that we can have it at every second that we want and in every quality that we want I think we also have really accommodate to it and it's it's it, 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 I think it's great as a struggle even to us like storytellers that people know better about story structure that like when they are 18 that uh, 20 years ago when they were 18 so even the quality of the things that we need to write has to be better because they are used to it to see content all the time and, and they can get distracted to everything on social media so why are you gonna read this why are you gonna watch this why i'm gonna enjoy you because it's so hard to commit like i, I don't know i've been thinking about those stuff because you have so many like they want you to be on LinkedIn, they want you to be on Pinterest, and they ask you for so mm -hmm. many things when you are applying for a new job. And it's just kind of like I, I, I can like I, I cannot keep up. Like I, I understand that the new generation can, but as someone who does not grow up with that, I, I sometimes feel overwhelmed. Like how I, I'm amazed by people who can do it, but I, I get it's a full time job be able to keep up with this creation of content because I, that's what I think they are, they're content creators. Yeah, and it's like so easy to make or break someone now, especially with like, you know, how everybody can give their opinion on things now. Like you could put all oh. of your heart and soul into something and a review site decide like, I don't know, Rotten Tomatoes, any of that decides to tear into you, you're fucked. No one wants to watch it now because they all would rather trust that or trust some influencer or somebody who has more of a say doing a review on YouTube rather than actually like read or watch your stuff and form their own opinion on it. And that stress itself as well. And back onto the topic of when you were bringing up how you almost have to have a constant stream of content. Like, I guess, an example that I can think of that is because you were bringing up art and I think like, you know, the music industry is a big one with that. Like you have all these bands that used to be popular when we were like 13, 14 and they decided to take a hiatus. They were like, oh, we'll come back. Most of them never get to come back because people forget about them. And so there's like some examples of people that did just because their following was already so huge. So like Five Seconds of Summer or Jonas Brothers. But there's so many others that just never got to take off again and they blew it because they decided like, oh, like, we'll come back, like, we'll wait a couple of years. But it's like, you forgot about people have already taken over what you used to be and it just, it screws you up. But at the same time, that constant stream of content, like, you know, this one's just an example that I saw on TikTok and it was talking about like One Direction and how it wasn't healthy nor normal for them to have released i think it was either four or five albums in a span of like a couple of years and nobody does that but they were forced to partly by simon cowell fuck that guy but um <laughs> it stressed them all out it like zane quit like it they broke it like it just it went bad but it was because they had such a high pressure to constantly be stream like providing content new songs all that because their fan base was so large that they never got to take a break and they were just a bunch of like 18 19 year old kids and i think it really screwed them up and it led to them 
falling apart. And I think that that is the consequence of constantly demanding things out of people is that one, it just turns into, yeah, like a huge competition. It's stressful. It's tiring. And people are eventually going to crash. They're going to burn out because it's like, how do you keep up with that? And you, you can't unless you're like a robot. Like it's impossible to live up to every standard that's out there and expected of you. Yeah, especially I think now that people feel closer to their artists, thanks to Twitter, and, and it's a good thing. I talk about the good things, but I also feel like right now, be able to create a fan base that supports you. It's also not like like something that you like it will be good to have. It's something that you must have because I I think that the only way you can support yourself when things go wrong in this medium, especially creative mediums right now, it doesn't matter how talented you are, it doesn't matter how good you are, it's about how people love you. And I think that has to do with the influencer kind of like perspective that we have. But it's uh, it's amazing how, like yeah, it's amazing how we how create this, uh, how can you say environment around uh, around like art because in the in the end even if this is for for selling like uh, like a script for selling and yeah I don't want to call Hollywood movie an art film but uh, it's still a part of you it's still like you're creating a piece of art and and it can be really tiring. But that's the way we work. It's and I think people forget that normal artists until they make it, they have to work like one or two jobs to be able to uh pay for actually trying to do their hobby that they wanted to become their job. <laughs> so it's it, it's tiring. I think it's a really uh tiring profession. Like I think it's a really but I think it's worth it. If, when you get there, but I'm not gonna lie to say that. Oh, it's like I—I I, I mean, I just imagine like sometimes when I like my brain is just like I don't like it cannot even think of ideas, and I'm like, oh man, I wish I could just like take a moment. But if you take like five, if you take like five, I don't know, like you take one weekend off, most likely you're gonna be some. Some some events or some writing uh, to be due or like color fly is gonna send you like a message like hey it's, your scrolls are too close and you don't wanna pay twenty extra dollars you but you need to finish your script and you're like oh shit <laughs> yes. but I I think it's really interesting the environment that we are uh, I don't think it's bad or good I just think it's interesting because. With everything, it comes good. With everything, it goes bad. It's just the environment that we are growing up and see. Because, yeah, we can contact people right now just with a Facebook, with just with a Twitter, but fans can also contact you. And you stop having your private moment. Uh, I don't know. Like, I still want to have like the internet and Google and Cutsack, of course, uh, and Messenger or like WhatsApp, you know. But honestly, if I could choose, I would choose that we don't have any social media. Because I, I just feel it's 
stressing everybody out in the in the end of the day like there are so many good sides with it but honestly i think the negative sides are even more like like it's just you know if i am not on social media for a whole day i feel way better than when i am on social media even just you know half an hour or one hour a day you know and like I said, not messenger, you know, that's really important because that's about contacting people, you know, and Google, like Googling films and stuff. I don't mean that. I just mean social media, like, you know, Instagram and pictures and, and, and TikTok and all of that. Um, you know, like after a day, after I, when I don't use it, I feel so much better, so much calmer. Like I could, fo I could, like I, I was able to focus on my stuff, you know, on so many other things. And yeah, I don't know, like, that. that's my opinion. Like, if I would have a choice, I think I would choose to delete social media from this world. I don't know how, how you guys think about that. <laughs> yeah, like, I was going to argue with you for a second, but then I started thinking about it because I was like, oh, well, you know, some social medias are more toxic than others. And I was like, mm. never mind. Like, literally, I can think of something that went wrong on, like, every single, like, even Tumblr, I thought, had become a little safer. But I go on there uh. to, like, look up, like, like, characters that I ship. And immediately, like, there's, like, the fan art, there's stuff, but then there's, like, posts that are like, you support abuse, you're disgusting. And it's like, Excuse me, like, I was just going here to feel better. You go on Pinterest, there's stuff that's encouraging you to have an eating disorder. You go on, like, Instagram, you feel ugly. You go on TikTok and someone's calling you some type of slur, some type of word. And you're just like, I don't know how to get away from Facebook. The old people are being racist. Like, there's just, there's no escape from it. And it's just, yeah, like, I, I agree with you. Like, I'm just so heavily addicted to social media right now that I require it. And, you know, without social media, you know, on the topic of getting your art and your stuff out there, it would be really hard to get noticed and to get, like, to show people what you've created. And so... I think there's, yeah, like, there's, like, the pros and cons of it. Like, yeah, people shouldn't be spending, like, eight hours on TikTok, which I have done. But, like, you also, like, it's important, like, you know, if you want to share your art with the world or with something like that. And so if there was, like, if we just abandoned it, then it would be like, oh, well, now the good stuff is gone, too. But I do agree that life was a lot more simpler before, you know, all of this came out and it just became common that you were in this competition with people that you don't even know just because you've seen them on social media and it like you know it it i've had to almost like rewire my brain because of a lot of it because especially once we got out of vfs and you followed all the people that you had gone to school with or people from other writing classes or film classes or any of that and, you know, on LinkedIn, Twitter, all of that, you saw all their successes and they were constantly not even bragging. They were just followers, what they had accomplished, but it made you feel inferior. It made you feel like you sucked. And it just made me so fucking bitter and angry. And I was just like, oh, fuck them. How dare they? Blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, bitch, the fuck? You're supposed to be happy for them. And so now I've like changed that to be a more positive mindset where I've just supporting people now and i'm like i'm gonna focus on me 
and all the best to them but social media has just you know forced your brain into thinking that everything is a competition and that you have to do better than everyone else and so instead of appreciating what someone's done or even appreciating their writing you'll go over it and you'll be like oh well i could write something better blah 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 instead of just being like wow that's a really cool idea just because it is so ingrained in us that you know unless you are got the most followers you've got the most comments you're doing the most successful that you're failing and that you need to be better than everybody else and i think that that is just incredibly toxic and a lot of people are you know trapped by that mindset that's been created yeah i totally i totally understand you like for me fandom was my way to run away for life and even right now fandom is becoming this place like the fandoms that i got where you have to keep yourself uh what will be the world like perfect like you cannot say anything you cannot do anything and i'm like girl i'm just shipping these two characters i've been shipping them before you were born like what are you what, what's going on like it, it, it's really weird like i get it uh, i went from the other younger from the fandom to now be what they call them moms from the fandom but at the same time i also oh god yes every time that you get like because i think we get to post just the good things because we gotta like celebrate our good things and but i think it's yeah it's a really really difficult to hardwire your brain to be like yeah i my life is it, not going perfect, but it, I love the fact that my friends are going so well. Like, because I think we we are like, oh, but what about me all the time? And and, and yeah, like, yeah, I, I think it's hard. I think it's super hard. But I, I, I'm like, I mean, like, I knew this, I noticed that I didn't that I can't gotta go, go over it when uh, one of my friends got a job in uh, a, a video game. And I was so excited for her. And I was actually excited, like I was not pretending. I was like, oh my God. Uh, because I started thinking that if she can do it, I can do it. And, and it's gonna sound weird, but I think that kind of changed my mindset. Like be able, like if my friends can do it, so can I, because I know that we know the same, Maybe we don't have the same background. Maybe we don't have the same quality of writing. Maybe they're better than me in some areas. But I gotta find my niche, and I gotta be able to to do it. Like I just need to stop comparing myself to them because, of course, they're gonna be different than me. Of course, they're gonna do things better than me because they are better than me in in other in other part. I I just have to be me uh, and be the best me. And if I a place that the best me is what they need. Well, this has also something to do, to do with a mindset and everything, with you know becoming good at things. Um, and you know, one thing I guess is that you should not stand in in your way. You know, like you shouldn't be your own antagonist. Because if you would be like, you know, if you want to become a screenwriter and you want to become really good at it and sell your script and blah, 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 um, then it would just, you know, it would be like a self-damage. It would damage 
every film in the future will just, you know, think that everybody is better than you and um, this one got that job, but you haven't gotten one, so that must mean that your script sucks. You know, that like you can't think like that because the, you and the other person, you got two totally different lives. Um, so, yeah, like um, talking about the question, like how can you become good at things like screenwriting? Um, I guess mindset is a really important thing and that you believe in your story. Um, I had that the other day. I had a talk with a friend, you know, and I think it's really about it doesn't matter what anybody says. But of course, you should take like feedback. That's not what I'm saying, you know, and, you know, it's not like that nobody could, you know, uh, give you feedback and improve your work. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, you have to be, um, you have to be, um, convinced uh, by your story because there will be people and producers out there who say no like i don't like it go away you know and then yeah. you have to say okay but you know i really believe in this story and i know it's good like you could tell me i hate it and i'm and the characters are boring and you know it really sucks and the action is really boring and uh, what bad and i would still be like no no it, it is good i know it and then hopefully one day you know um, somebody would see that too. Um, this isn't even, you know, constructive, you know, or good feedback. So, like I said, feedback is constructive feedback. Yeah, you should take it, but not people who just say, no, I hate it. No. Yeah. I think also it's stuff like, I think it also have this, this, because we, when we were talking about like comparing ourselves, I think we always think about, everyone else as our competition. And I think we need to stop thinking about everyone else as a competition and start thinking about everyone else as a way to learn more. But there's always mm -hmm. someone that you can learn. And even if they know, uh, I wanna be really like, how you can say, uh, a, between these things, I don't know, I, I, I'm sorry, uh, people, uh, I don't know, I know you cannot see it, but between, Oh, what is our contention marks? Like, even if they know less contention marks, because I, I don't, I, I, I don't think less the world, but maybe even if they're younger, maybe they don't have the, or like they don't have the education, maybe they're self-taught, whatever than you, they can know something that you don't. They, they can always teach you something, and I think that's something that that is, uh, one of the reasons that. And like, I think that will be like only the main reason that sometimes I, I, I was like, yeah, get into groups for writing, get to meet people who like the same thing as you do. Not because, not just because they share the same thing you love, but also because they can inspire you. And it's, a, it's, and even when people who don't do the same as you, like, Pay, like at least for me, uh, I'm a really curious person, and I always like to learn new things. And and I sometimes going out of the art, like like I'm not writing as much right now, but I'm doing paper cut. And doing paper cut is giving me ideas of writing. And and I think it's that kind of like 
if you want to do something, I will say like I'm not good at paper cut right now. I've been doing it for like I don't know one week, and uh, and I do it. So, but I I but just like like keep trying if you like it. Like I say, like if this relaxes you, and if, mm. if you something that you enjoy, you can always doesn't matter. Uh, the experience doesn't matter the art for doesn't matter what it is like any knowledge can teach you and give you an idea in the future even even if it's a uh, even if you didn't see it like uh being bored like they say that you are the most creative when you are bored and i think right now because we have so much technology we have so much entertaining we don't get to be bored and uh sometimes finding other things to do gets you in that that kind of sand mind to be like yeah i have an idea and this is a good idea i don't, I don't know i i i've been i've been thinking about that with with things that i uh, i know christine is where i talk with her that i've been going to a lot of doctors but just been waiting for the doctors and everything it, it has given me i always with my notebook because i know that the waiting time can ter- uh, we can trigger an idea and, and that would that that, uh, that would be a good recommendation. I always travel with a notebook or something, especially if you like writing in physical, in physical thing. Yeah, you know something I also thought about what you just mentioned, uh, Alexa, is about you know you have to train and you know practice things uh, in order to become better at it. Uh, and that's with, with everything, you know, like you even if you have a special talent for something, you still have to, you know, to train for it to become better. And especially in screenwriting, I always say it takes it takes a lot of time, not just because it takes a lot of time to write a script, but also, you know, the first script. And there was the same thing with me, you know, especially the first, you know, that's uh, a tip for me. Start with a short script. You know, if you want, uh, if you want to start writing and all of that, don't start with a you know TV pilot or a future script. Just you know, short script, and from there on you can go in like to bigger things: short script, future script, and then TV pilot. In my opinion, um, especially for me, my first uh, future film, you know, the script was so bad. Like it was when I look back at it, um, I just I don't have it anymore, but I remember it because I rewrote it several times. But you know, I remember it, and it was just so bad. Like like I was yeah okay. So and then I had to rewrite it several times, and that's the same. You know, then you have to write more scripts and more and more and different genres and different characters and different you know pilots and and future scripts and other stuff, and. And then with time, you get better at it. But because it takes quite a long time to write a script, it takes, I guess, several, yeah, it takes several years. You know, like even, you know, when I'm in 10 years or in five years or in 20 years, I will look back, you know, five years and think, what scripts I wrote five years ago was, you know, they were so bad. They were just, you know, screwed <laughs> up. Just because you learn so much in five years, you know, and you change and you have a different perspective and you are just becoming better at everything. So, you know, I think screenwriting is, you know, I don't know, you, you learn it your whole life. 
Yeah, like I I think that when it comes to learning anything, that you know, longer that you do practice it and do it and learn new techniques, learn new ways that people are even doing it now. Like it the format for things is always changing. The way that things are done, the like what's popular, what's trending, it's always different. And you have to be able to adapt to that. And by adapting, you are learning. And you know, <laughs> um fuck me <laughs> oh lord i just forgot everything somebody made a noise and i just like literally my brain was like all right we're done um <laughs> that was oh uh, you well next time maybe shut up so you don't screw me up um <laughs> lord i feel like that stupid dog from up um Oh, no, no, he's way cuter than you. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, thanks for that. Um, okay. I really don't know where to take this. <laughs> Somebody else take over. I think, uh, just to, like, finish this, uh, if you... If you want to say something to your like listeners that that is not just like watching movies, uh, inspired by books, where do you take your most inspiration for? Like a lot of people do cooking, a lot of people do like stranger places that you take inspiration. I think I'm, because I, I know I have mine, but I want to hear about yours. And I think that will okay, we I think that that could be interesting. It's kind of really difficult um topic because i never know when i get an idea like honestly like i never know all the ideas i got um it was pure coincidence each time um okay. often i had to come up with an idea uh, maybe yeah uh, i mean it was a deadline it was often a deadline you know or some assignment <laughs> so i had to come up with something um and then i take a walk and i think about sometimes often i think about okay what haven't i seen yet especially um because i always think okay i'm the viewer now i'm the audience what do i want to see something new something that surprises me totally you know and that's really difficult in in today's films but like the last time something surprised me uh, was back in Vancouver, like two years ago, like a movie, I mean. Uh, so it doesn't uh, happen often. So I think about, okay, what haven't I seen yet? What is not so usual, you know? The characters, the world, the setting, the conflicts. So I try to think about that and to f try to think some f to find something new. Um, so I always, often I, I take a walk and then I talk to myself out loud, like seriously, I talk to myself out loud. Um, I record it. Um, it's less weird when I'm with my dog, so everybody thinks I'm talking to the dog. Otherwise, I'm talking to myself. Um, <laughs> so that's often, or yeah, uh, otherwise it's like um, really strange things, you know. Um, we had this one pilot of mine, um, Heart of Crime, in, in the workshop, you know, in our workshop group. And I got this inspiration like several years ago. And it was um, a coincidence, you know, it was like midnight. And, you know, our film was finished. And then we just watched normal TV. And there was a documentary about um, 
uh, about parents um, whose um, daughter or son was murdered, you know, and how they deal with it. And one of them said, you know, that they kind of, they try to, or that they forgave, um, they have forgiven the murderer. And I was like, wow, I don't think I could do that. You know, if my brother was murdered, I thought, I could not just, you know, I could not just live on and think that the murderer is still, you know, outside in the world, you know. And through that, I had this scene in my head, one really like key scene from the pilot. And through that, I got the idea for the pilot. So, and if I have never seen like the documentary at midnight, I would never have this idea. So it's really strange for me. So good tip what about you uh what are you what do you do to get inspiration what are the strange ways that you have get inspiration i usually get inspiration when i disassociate in the bathroom that's a it's one um (laughs) or or when i for that one or when i cannot sleep i i just i know we talked about this in the last episode before it got well not the last our first recording of this before it got deleted. And I know I went on a whole rant about like, you know, disassociative daydreaming or whatever the hell that's called. Um, yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so that's usually where it comes from. Cause a lot of the time my brain just doesn't like stay in the present and I'll just go into this own world and usually things just start happening and I'll be like, hello characters that have showed up and I'll just kind of, work with them from there and they just or it'll just be comfort characters like a lot of you know like i have developed comfort characters over my life who are just character basically like i guess more mature way of saying imaginary friends (laughs) where they're like people that exist in your head and whenever you don't know what to think about or you're lying awake or something like think about them and you imagine these adventures that they're on or you put yourself into a story and interact with them and they're there and so you know I've taken from them over the years where I'll be like I'm gonna take this character this comfort character and I'm gonna change a bit about them but I'm gonna give them a different name and, and I'm gonna bring them into this story because I know them by now I know their personality I know how they talk I know how they act and so it's like, all right, like you're going to be the actor or the actress in the story, show on up. And so these characters that I've known since I was like nine years old, they still come into play in my stories now because they're just always with me. I know them. And I just make me sound like I'm schizophrenic. But like, you know, I just. No, I totally understand you. I 100%. So you don't think this is weird. Like I do the same. And I literally say that uh, like it totally. To- and I told them you're going to be this character. And sometimes in my mind, they go like, oh, but I don't look like that character. And I'm like, I know, I'm going to go and wig on you. And I'm like, who you're talking to? Like, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Like, you know this character so much that they become friends. Honestly, yeah. And like, you know, like I will sometimes be like, you know, in the kitchen and you'll just start talking to them and you're like having a conversation or you're like, you're making dinner, but for some reason you, you go into this imaginary world where now you're like, yeah, you're making dinner, but you're on some, like, you know, spaceship or something. Like, you're just somewhere because you're like, this is much better than living in reality. And and you know that it's not reality, but it's just more exciting. And you're like, this is, but then you'll kind of start talking. 
and you'll be like, oh wait, I live in a house with six other people. They probably are like, who the fuck? <laughs> like, it's not like I'm like yelling. Like, I'm like, get to the chopper or something. Like, I'm whispering myself and mumbling, but like, you know, I always worry like, shit, is somebody, and it's the worst when you'll be like really into it. And this sounds like somebody coming in on you, like, you know, having sex or something, but no, I'm not like, you'll be in like your room and you're like talking to yourself. You're going through this like thing and you're like, but then like somebody will just decide like, this is a good time to go talk to you. And then you're like, ah, Jesus, mom, don't walk, don't look at me do this. And I used to think like, it was just, it was so weird. But then I like started talking to my dad about it and I was like, oh, am I like a weirdo? Like I live in this imaginary world where I talk to these characters and shit. He's like, Oh, sometimes like he still talks like he'll do like he was telling me he's going through like financial stress and shit and he was telling me how like you know a couple weeks ago he was just sitting in the car and you know he in the passenger seat this comfort character from when he was like a child that like he was a part of some space force or something and so he had a full conversation with the space force that he used to that he would imagine when he was a kid he's like guys i'm just really going through it right now and he had like a full interaction with him in the car and i helped him figure out what he should do next because it was just easier than sitting in the car thinking how badly you wanted to kill yourself so you're like i'm gonna ask the space force and they, they came in clutch and you know i just yeah if we're getting like where inspiration comes from it's hanging out with the squad and constantly being in this other world where you're like you know how do i bring that into reality and because you'll be like this is cool other people like you know i'm really coming up with an idea here we got a climax we got everything and so you're like that's a story right there and you work with it and yeah that's that's where my inspiration comes from I totally understand that one. Like, for I 100% understand that one. And I think a lot of people do. It's just like everyone thinks it's weird, so they keep it silent. But I swear to God that, that it's like, there has to be like at least like 50% of, of all the world who does that. Like, who talk to imaginary friends and, and they resolve their ideas by not doing that. I, Christine is a weird one here. <laughs> You know, and sometimes I start creating full scenes in my head. I don't know if it happened to you guys, but and I put a song that goes into it, and I don't know, something interrupts me in my mind, and I have to like return the song because I'm like that. I miss that scene. I miss the exactly. scene, and it's like <laughs> like you get to like the course, and you're like, I didn't feel the full impact. We gotta start over, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Is Bruno a demon? No, Bruno's a human. Um, but there are demons. Like there are people that Arizio is based off. Like there's, you know, like they they exist, and I like you just make different copies of. But Bruno influences Aro, who is a character in my uh, TV show and the movie thing. Like he is influenced yeah. from Bruno, and it's because I just know Bruno so well that I. Yeah, fuck. I I have I've done I have become Aro. Like it also is an escape for because I struggle with gender and shit. Aro is also kind of like the my male alter ego, I suppose. And I will kill him when I'm when I want. It's like a comfort, and so I will become him in my head, kind of thing. Like I will become other people. Like I'm not always me. 
like I'll I'll be like, okay, hey, now I am Bruno. I am interacting as Bruno, and you know, it, it it doesn't help my gender dysphoria whatsoever because then you'll come back into reality and you're like, oh, I'm not a six foot two beautiful man, and you'll be really upset about it. <laughs> oh my god, I hate when that happens. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> where did my dick go? <laughs> it's just you know, like I just never wanted to stop. My imagination from when I was a kid like you know like that was so fun like when you were a child playing on the playground and it would turn into like some base or something and you were like this is fun like why would I ever want to stop that and a lot of people lose that ability as they get older because either they think it's embarrassing or they just stop and I just never stopped I truly wish that I could still like you know go up to my friends and be like you guys want to go to the water park and pretend we're like sea creatures or something? <laughs> like it's fun. You're like, like this is the I do that. Oh my god, I would it's love to do that. So enjoyable because yeah, you're like, like, let's just pretend that this is like an underwater like cavern or something instead of oh, this is a you know rusty old water park. This is now something so much cooler, and I'm the leader, and we're all gonna do this. And it's like when you were a kid, it was like hell yeah, but now everyone's like. Right, like what's wrong with you? Why do you want to do that? Like let's just not. And I'm like, no, like that's that's fun. Let's do it. Like you you know that it's like you haven't completely grown up for that phase when you look at the people who do. Oh, what is what is what's this thing? Uh, like the people who pretend to like fight with swords and everything. Oh yeah, like the. The, um the role playing like the I honestly wanted to join one like that looks so fun because they would like dress up yeah. like characters and interact with people. like they'd have a whole setup and it was like in the forest and I was like that looks so cool like to show up in cosplay and get to pretend that you like live in this like ye old fantasy world for the afternoon and like fight people and stuff like that is so cool and I was actually looking for them yeah, like uh, the first time I hear about it, and I, they they show me in a movie, and they were making fun of them. I was like, "Why did you have so much fun?" Like talking Why about that role models movie, where like it's like the mentors and like the one kid that he's like the mentor for is like into it. This is another movie that makes fun of I them. I think yeah. <laughs> Such a funny movie. <laughs> There's so many movies that they make fun of people <laughs> who oh, who dress up uh, and pretend yeah. to. Larping, yes. There's a lot of people who make fun of Larping, but I, I literally so jealous. Like I wish I could just do it. Yeah, and there's like no like difference have... from somebody like an actor dressing up as a character and acting it out for a movie. Like there's no difference besides there's no camera recording you. Like you're still to be somebody else, but like an actor doesn't think like. Like they fully get involved in it because that's how they portray a realistic character. And so it's acting without the camera and it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I think it's so much fun. Like I, I loved it. Like I would love to like just role play a full like friend, like a friend reunion. Like we just pretend to be different people and just like pretend and don't get out of like character. I think it would be <laughs> so much fun. Honestly, yeah. Like I, I'm gonna force my friends to do that now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're we're gonna go into our imagination right now. I do not care that we are 23 years old. We are going to pretend that we are not. And well, it's like you know that's why improv is so fun. Like you know, like when I used to, I think it was you and like Pablo were my kids in class, and I was like your shitty dad. 
and I forgot your guys' names. Like, that was fun, because you're like, why not? Like, this is entertaining, and it's just, I don't know, it's better than living in reality, and I will never stop. I don't care if I'm, like, in the fucking nursing home. I'm gonna be like, y'all, let's just play pretend, because who cares? I think I will do it more in the nursing home, because... Excuse There's me. one other thing I gotta do. I'm already dying. Might as well. <laughs> like I don't want to realize that I'm an old person dying. Like I'm gonna pretend to be like a mermaid. Like I don't care. <laughs> like I am like 85 I and I wish to die. <laughs> the when I'm like 85 and I just gotta go like to like kids and be like I'm you from the future. Do this <laughs> and I just gotta leave. Things gonna suck. <laughs> Yeah, like I just gotta like joke like that. Like I gotta be the like the weird woman who has like the, the weird house and the kids are gonna be like that house and I will be like, Yes, it's haunted. Wanna <laughs> <laughs> be that old person? It's like it's get off control. my lawn and I just sit there and glare at teenagers all day. That's the goal. <laughs> Like, literally, that's the goal. Like, that's goal life. Like, you're just like, <laughs> look at TJ, you're just be like, get on my lawn. I honestly thought that's what the song Pumped Up Kicks was about for the longest time. I didn't realize it was about a school shooting. I thought it was about an old guy shooting the teenagers off his lawn because they were annoying him. I genuinely thought that was the topic of the song. And then I was like, oh, what do you mean it's about a kid going nuts? <laughs> it ruined the song for me. <laughs> you can do your version so bad. <laughs> Oh, the other kid with a false up. Okay, I think we're going to do it maybe next time. Okay, well, we can wrap it up because my computer's dying, anyways. My charger's downstairs. So, if we want to end it here, I guess, do you want to do the outro, Christine? Uh, um, talked in a while? Yeah. Yeah, that was a long but very funny episode. As always, it's always so funny to talk to you, uh, Alexa. That's the best always. Um, Thank you. Well, I, oh, I think that's all for today's episode. Uh, we learned a lot uh, about very <laughs> different things. So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it a lot. Um, we will invite Alexa back if she wants in some episode because there are so many things we can still talk about <laughs> and daydreaming yeah. and all of that stuff. So episode about our childhood crashes with cartoons and I totally be back. I will actually be mad if I'm not back for that episode. If you invite <laughs> anyone else but me, I will be like I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll bring you, I promise.